By explaining one word in the story, Rashi shows us that Yosef HaTzadik did not only provide food for those who are hungry, but he cared for all of the needs of his people, which has a profound lesson about our relationship with and love towards Hashem. It begins at the end of the parasha, B'Soif parasha, Seinu V'Ditoyo De'Tzel, T'V'Yosef HaKeshpais, D'Ayinvonu Feneretz Mitzrayim and Eretz Canaan, at the end of the parasha, where we're told how Yosef HaTzadik provided sustenance for the residents of Egypt and Canaan, so the Torah tells us as Bashaza Merkin Kesenik Yahat, when they ran out of money, Midvasukeifenshbais to be able to buy produce, Hatsiyosikavanlechemfrazerimikne. So Yosef made a deal with them to provide their livestock and he'd give them food in place of their livestock. State in Pasuk the Pasuk there tells us Yosef gave them bread in exchange for their horses and their flocks, etc. And then the Pasuk says, Literally, he provided for them with bread in lieu of all of their flocks during the course of that year. Rashi picks out that word Rashi explains and means that word which we translate as provided is It's like the word to lead or to guide. And then he says, similar to this is the Pasuk in Yeshai that says, that Jewish people are without a guide or a leader. Or like it says in Tilim, that Abish has guided me over tranquil waters. What's Rashi trying to do? Apparently, it translates a word that we don't know. If you learn this simply, Rashi wants to explain or translate the word for us. Because it's not a common word in the Chumash and you might not know what it means. Because it's not such a common word, therefore, Rashi brings proofs to illustrate that this is what it means. Um, that there are other places in Tanakh where a word with a root Nahal actually has the same meaning as a word with a root Nahag, which is to lead or to guide. Okay, so it sounds like Rashi is translating the word, but there are five questions that we have to ask. The first being, it's not the first time we've encountered this word. It doesn't make sense. Other, firstly, Back in Parashas Vayishlach, we already had a form of this word where Yaakov says to Esav, you go ahead and I, I'll progress and lead my family and flocks at a slower pace. There Rashi doesn't tell us what the word means. So now it's been one So if that's the case, either way you look at it, it doesn't make sense. If Rashi didn't explain it in Vayishlach, because even a child knows what Esnalo means. That's why Rashi doesn't have to tackle it the first time it appears in Tanakh. So if the child knows the word in Vayishlach, why is Rashi explaining it here in Vayigash? And on the other hand, and if the child doesn't know what the word means, and which is why Rashi is explaining it here, then Rashi should have explained it the first time it appeared, which is by back in Vayishlach. So question number one, is it a word we know, or is it not a word we know? Do we have to explain it, or we don't have to explain it? Question number two, Bayes, Favos, bring Rashi Tzvei Okay, so if it's a word we don't know, and therefore Rashi has to identify other sources in Tanakh that explain what the words mean, what the word means, why do we need two sources? Since why can't we just rely on one of the two sources, which is usually what Rashi does? Thirdly, if you are bringing as one of your proofs from Yeshaya Perek Nunalef, why Taka is that the, the phrase that Rashi brings to prove that Menahel means a guide or a leader? 
Why doesn't he quote from two prokim earlier where the Pasuk says that the Abishra will guide or lead them across the springs of water? There's two good reasons why that would have been a better proof than the one Rashi quotes, at least apparently. Number one, the word is constructed in a much more similar way to our Pasuk. Our Pasuk is and the Pasuk in Perikimim Tess is very similar words. Bay is also there the context is it's talking about something positive. He will lead them like in our story. Yosef did lead the people. Mashenki the pasuk Eimanaylo is in Yonishlila, whereas the pasuk that Rashi does quote is actually in the negative. They don't have a leader, so why is that a good proof for us? Fourth question: Dalat vebald hasmit vayinagem main trashab taichon demvod vayinahaleim. If it's true that all Rashi is doing for us is translating that the word vayinahaleim means vayinahagem, hadashi kidaf zogen, then Rashi's language should have been nit kemoi vayinagem chole. He shouldn't have said what he does that the word vayinahaleim is like the word he should have said that this is a language or expression of leading or guiding he could have said it in slightly different ways why does he say this word is like that word instead of saying it is an expression of the same language as that other word and likewise, the fifth question, Why does Rashi say that there are two places in Tanakh that are similar to this word? One is, The other is, Why doesn't it say, And so we find, which is usually what Rashi says, And so we find in other places of Tanakh. That's typically what Rashi would have done. So why not here? From them is Mashma, this last part, as well as the other questions we've asked, all illustrate as Ein Menahelo, on Aleni, the two proofs that Rashi does quote, actually are not exactly the same as the Vayinalem in our Pasuk. They're only Doime similar, which is going to explain why we need two proofs and why these specific proofs, and then of course what Rashi wants to illustrate to us. So in order to understand all of this, let's remember that Rashi writes in Loshan HaKodesh. So therefore, he anticipates that you probably understand most of the words that he's saying. So the explanation of why Rashi does what he does is, Rashi wrote his commentary in Hebrew. Therefore, any common Hebrew word does not need to be translated or explained by Rashi. Because if you're already learning Rashi, you know the language. So, back in Parashas Vayishlach, when we come across the word Esnalo, where Yaakov says, I'm going to slowly lead my family and my flocks along, Rashi doesn't have to explain that word. Because a five-year-old was learned Rashi who's already capable of learning Rashi, which means he's familiar with Lashon HaKodesh, he knows what Esnalo means. It means, I will lead or guide my family, myself, and my family, my children, and my flocks. So the child doesn't struggle with the meaning of the word there because it is a known word. He will, however, struggle with the context of the word here. You can lead people. You can lead animals. How do you lead bread? The says, He led them with bread or he led them in bread. 
It does make sense that Yosef led them with bread. You lead people with guidance, you lead people with wisdom, you might lead them even with a banner. You don't lead people with bread. What does it mean? So the Targum Taich, the Targum translates, as most English translations do too, that it means that he provided for them, he fed them bread. But that's not Pshat. If you go from the Pshat perspective, that translation is not going to fly. Because the Pasuk has already told us he provided them with food. Because the Pasuk already said, He gave them bread in exchange for their horses, etc. And even if you want to say this Pasuk is now expanding it to say that it was food in lieu of all of their flocks during the course of that year, that would not be good enough reason to repeat the same words that he provided them with food. Could have just said, and also all of their flocks were taken against this food. So Rashi is concerned by if you believe the word means to provide, then the Torah has just repeated itself. Torah doesn't do that. So therefore Rashi has to say there's another meaning here to this word which is that it implies something like the message of guiding or leading. Rashi is not trying to tell us that the word is the same language as the word because as we've already illustrated, that's not going to answer the question we're grappling with. Rather, Rashi is trying to say that there are places in Tanakh, like in Tilim, where you see the word, that word will will tell us what this word means. So, we're not saying has the same translation as Rashi is saying it is like somewhere else in Tanakh where we have the word that's in Ches. When you look at that word it will give you context. With that context we'll come back and analyze this word. What's the Pasuk there? That the Ebrish led them like a flock in the desert. So Rashi wants to tell us this is the same style of leadership as it's not a translation of the word to be the same as leading. Which will help us understand why the word is actually relevant by bread, but we'll get there. Let's first look at the Lashon in Tehillim. What is Tehillim trying to tell us? That the Ebershah led us like his flock in the desert. That Pasuk does not just mean that the Ebishter led us through all the different locations of 42 stops in the desert. It means much more than that. It's telling us that there was a very specific style of leadership and guidance, like a shepherd with his flock, which means not only that he led them geographically, but that he made sure that all of their needs were taken care of, like a shepherd would look after his flock in the desert. That's not just simply GPS. 
That's with complete dedication. As that everything that they need should be in the best possible way. That's kemoy vayenahagem. Rashi is telling us the behavior of Yosef in distributing food was kemoy vayenahagem, similar to the behavior of the Ebeshter, guiding the Jews through the desert. This is not simply a translation. It's a context. It's a mindset that Rashi wants to teach us about. This is how it translates into our context. Nachdem wie die Torah erzählt. After the Torah tells us, as Vayitem Hakesef Goimer, that they ran out of money to buy produce. Vayitem Yosef Lechem Goimer. And the Torah tells us practically what happened. That Yosef was now willing to give them produce in re- return for their animals. Over and above that is the Posuk Moisef. Then the Posuk adds, not another detail of the distribution plan, but rather as Dinesina is given in an oifen for Vayenahalem Balechem Goimer Bashanahi. It's telling us how Yosef approached his food distribution program, that it was with an attitude of Vayenahalem, which means, he didn't just give them the food that they needed, but rather he engaged with the food distribution in a very special and unique way to make sure that the food would be allocated in such a way that it would last them through the year not that people might be reckless and use up all their food supply in the beginning of the year and then again be destitute in other words Rashi is interpreting that Yosef cared about the people. He didn't just have a food distribution program. He cared that they should receive the food in such a way that would be most beneficial to them, like Vayinagem Kaida by Midbar, that they cared that the Jews should be looked after in the best way possible. And we actually see an illustration of this where Yosef behaved this way first to his own family. That Yosef provided food to his brothers, his father, and his father's entire family. And then it says that he gave bread suitable to children. What does that mean? First and foremost, it means that he gave them the food that they needed for their families. But but he took into consideration that children make a big mess when they eat. There's a lot of waste when they eat. And he considered that in the distribution. So he's not just giving food. He's concerning himself with what people need in order to get the greatest benefit out of that food. That's like how they cared that the Yidin should have maximum protection and benefit while they're in the desert. You find a similar thing in Yosef's behavior when he gathered food during the good years. He didn't just gather food. He made sure to collect the food in such a way that it would last as long as possible. Rashi explains it. He says, When the Torah tells us about his collection, that he put food into the cities. It's a very lengthy way of saying it. The Torah says he took all the food from the various fields around the cities in order to bring them into the cities. Rashi explains. Why did he do it this way? Why not have some central storage facility? Because Yosef realized that there's different types of soil that produce and sustain different types of produce. 
So when you collect food from a particular place, you take some of the soil of that place, you put it into the storage facility so that it will prevent the rotting of the food. Yosef is concerned not just that there should be food, but it should be sustainable food. He's not only concerned to distribute the food, but that it should be distributed in a sustainable way, like he did for his own family, and that is like Vayenahagim, like it is the way that Debeshter looked after us in the desert. So Rashi is not translating the word Vayenahalem, he's contextualizing Yosef's behavior and giving huge accolades to Yosef for his care for the people. Now you have a problem. It's all very nice what Rashi is saying. The word Vayanahlem over here does not simply mean to lead them, but Pashtas. So the question is, how do you know that this word actually ever means that? How do you, ever, how do you have evidence that the word Vayanahlem could mean more than just simply saying, follow me? So therefore, Rashi is going to have to find places in Tanakh where we find the word for leading, and it doesn't mean just simply leading somebody from point A to B. Therefore, and that's why Rashi has to say there are other places which are similar to this form of the word nihul. As a it is the appears from an al There are other places in Tanakh where the meaning and context of the word lenahel means more than just simple leading. And the reason is, at least the first example, Ein Menahel Law, there's no leader of the Jewish people. So because it's talking about the D- Jewish people, is moving must be a very broad meaning of the word leading, leading the Jewish people. Now we understand clearly why Rashi didn't bring the earlier reference in Yeshaya where it says that he led them on the springs of water. Because that would defeat our purpose. There, if you look in the Pasuk, it says, He who has compassion or mercy for them will lead them. Because in the context it's saying, He who cares about them or has mercy on them will lead them. It doesn't tell us that there's a specific way or a specific detail about the leadership. It's fairly generic is So that tells us that the word game over there is this all-encompassing generalized leadership that must affect all different areas of their life. And so therefore the next time that the word appears in the same Pasuk cannot also mean caring for and leading and taking care of every aspect of their lives. So therefore, so at that point, leading them to the springs of water must mean literally taking them from point A to point B. And so the word Yenahalem is not going to help us to understand our word over here, there it just simply means he's going to take them to a place where there is a spring of water. And that is, by the way, that the beginning of the Pasuk says they would have no reason to be hungry or thirsty. So, by the way, that also helps us to understand why Rashi doesn't quote another form of the word Linahel, which we have earlier and we encountered in Pashas Beshalach in Ozyoshir, where we say, that you, Abishta, in your strength, led us to your holy place. 
Because that word would actually work against us. There the word Nehalte literally means taking us from point A to point B. From wherever we were at that time at the banks of the Yamsuf till Nevei Kochecha in Yerushalayim. And that's why if we find other places in Tanakh where the word Nahal is used, usually those references will not mean this Hanhola, this overarching care and concern for every aspect of the, 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 the uh, subject, the individual or the group that's uh, being led. In all of those scenarios, it would simply mean leading someone from point A to point B, and that doesn't help Rashi's interpretation over here. So that's why he goes to the Pasuk, there's no overriding carer like the shepherd in the desert or like Yosef for Mitzrayim, and that's exactly what Rashi wants to illustrate. But that Pasuk on its own is not going to give us everything we need to know. Of that Pasuk, that Pasuk in Yeshai that says the Jews have no carer and leader, is not close enough to our example of Yosef and Mitzrayim because yes, we have identified that in that Pasuk the word Menahel does not mean leading people from point A to B but when you talk about leadership of the entire group of the, of the general population that still is fairly similar to typical leadership. In other words, if I'm leading a person from here to there, that's a miniature version of what a leader does to take the people from wherever they are to wherever he wants to get them to. So it doesn't yet express exactly what Yosef is doing over here, where he's caring for the individual needs and the sustainability of the food and being like this shepherd in the desert. So it's not an absolute proof for our interpretation that when Yosef provides food for them, doesn't necessarily tell us yet that you could use a word which usually represents very broad general leadership and focus it in on a specific scenario. Which means, then it gets our protest, that you could say that this principle of which is usually seen as visionary and leadership at the highest level, would apply specifically to, uh, to, to, to food security. That's why Rashi wants to back it up with another source in a different pasuk this time in Tilim, that Debeshe has guided me or led me on peaceful waters. There you've got the word which means more than just leading me from point A to B because it's that Abish is providing for me this tranquility and the serenity and yet it's focused on a very specific scenario. It's talking very specifically about providing calm water that I can drink from. Rashi specifically quotes Tinim Chav Gimel after he quotes Yeshaya Nun, Nun Aleph. 
Because actually what we mean in the Pasuk, what David Amelech means in the Pasuk when he says that David led me on these tranquil waters, it's metaphoric of saying that David has provided for me everything that I need. Which you see at the beginning of the capital of the, of the where it says, I'm not going to lack anything. And therefore, be no steshi, I'll be saying I can lie down in the beautiful green pastures, etc. So, without the knowledge of what's stated in Yeshaya, if we were only looking at Tehillim, we'd say, Oh, I get it. It's metaphoric. And maybe if it's metaphoric, it actually means literal leadership. That David is taking us to a place of tranquility. Which is actually sounds quite similar to what Yeshaya says earlier, that we were led onto those springs. It would actually sound very similar to the beginning of the Pasuk, that David allowed us to lie down peacefully in the pastures. If I only looked at the Tehillim of Gimel on its own, I wouldn't know that it's talking to our theme. I wouldn't know that our Meimenuchasinaleni means that Tehillim provides everything that we need. Of course, starting with food and drink, but uh, but expanding out to every single thing that we need. I wouldn't know that. But once we've seen the pasuk in Yeshay that says they have no general care and leader. Which help us, helps us to understand that the word nihul does not only always have to mean moving from point A to point B. Then with that knowledge, Then I can expand out this expression of the so-called tranquil waters to refer to all the things that a person needs. Food, drink, and so on and so forth. So, therefore, we have no choice but to realize only when I have the two psukim working in partnership is then I can say our word is similar to those two in context. Now I know that the word does not only mean to lead people to a particular destination. And I know that the expanded version of the word is not only limited to somebody who's leading an entire nation in the highest level of leadership. But now I have the illustration of the concept that there could be a very broad leadership and great care for many factors that are all linked to one specific scenario, in this case, the scenario of giving out food. That's what Rashi had to construct for us, and that's why Rashi is not translating the word. He's actually explaining Yosef's behavior, which in turn gives us a beautiful insight into a very important part of our spiritual development. And that's Funyenu Shotero in Rashi. That's the deeper part of what Rashi illustrates in this particular pasuk. Even pasuk Yosef's on the pasuk that says that eventually Yosef collected all of the money, all of the assets, the whole of Mitzrayim. And Vayove Yosef, like as a base of Pari, brought all of those assets into Pari's home. Is the Altrebbe Mavoyan Torah? The Altrebbe uses that to explain a principle, spiritual principle, which explains in Torah on this parasha. That our relationship of love towards Hashem falls into two primary categories. 
out of the first category or the ideal category is the Avavos Vert Noilot von Seichel, when a person produces a meaningful love of Hashem because they've contemplated intellectually on Hashem's greatness, and that is achieved through spending time meditating on Hashem's greatness, and the natural result of that is that a person feels a very deep love towards Hashem. Base. Secondly, there's also the possibility of the Avraham Suseris versus Dabat Teva by is the subconscious and omnipresent love of Hashem that every single one of us has because we have a Nefesh kiss. We don't always feel it, but it's always there. The reason we have it is because Anashama is a Mamash, which naturally gravitates to its source, which is Hashem. That's where it wants to be. Now the other is Masuseris Behemahesa. The problem is that that love is typically concealed. And we also need some kind of a contemplation, as Daltreb explains extensively in Tanya, a different kind of contemplation, at least to release our inbred love of Hashem, that it should come to the surface. The distinction between the experiences of these two types of love, the love that we achieve through tremendous work, meditating on Hashem's greatness that makes us aware of a deep love towards Him, versus the almost more superficial meditation that arouses an inbuilt love towards Hashem, is So what's metaphoric of these two types of love, of love is that they're similar to two types of growth that happen in produce. The first is you go out, you plow the field, you plant, you irrigate the field, and because of your work, things grow. Like the Ava, where you work hard to contemplate on Hashem's greatness, therefore your love grows. The alternative is based on There's the so-called aftergrowth, or almost, like, almost in a sense, it doesn't say weeds, but the natural growth because you know, there happen to be some seeds that were cross-pollinated or whatever. Not because of any investment at this point in time, but because of a previous growth that happened in this area, and now certain things still naturally grow as a result in the next season. So that really speaks to the difference between these two kinds of love of Hashem. Love of Hashem that is generated through deep, meaningful meditation, contemplation. That is very similar to something that grows this season because I have invested and worked hard on the field this season. Whereas the love that we have buried deep inside of ourselves that erupts at certain points, that's like those leftover seeds in the field that get rained on and they start to grow. They, they appear to grow of their own accord. The reason being because that love was already present within the person. The person didn't achieve it. Now it's coming to the fore. The appearance of Ava Mesoseris is that it just happens automatically, but that's not the reality. The reality is there has to be a Yosef, a Tzadik personality in the story who stimulates that love to be able to come to the surface. That's why he is considered almost like the gardener, the carer of the garden. Yosef HaTzadik is the one who is able to bring and sow this love of Hashem into the Neshamas of the Jewish people. Now that's not Yosef necessarily only as a person, it's what Yosef represents. 
Yosef represents the level of Yosoid, which is a very profound level of godliness that precipitates the love within the Shamas Yisrael, which is the next level down, Malchus. So this Alter Rebbe explains is the real meaning of the story beneath the story, beyond the story of Yosef gathering the assets of Egypt and bringing them into the royal home. You have all these different types of chesed, which are represented by the word kesed. Kesed means yearning and love. And Yosef is able to bring all of that energy towards himself. He's able to, to capture all of that energy. Yosef then shares all of that tremendous energy that he has collated with the level of Malchus, which is where Nasham has come from. And that translates in practical terms into the subconscious love that every one of us has towards the Eibishter. Which is something that the Alter Rebbe goes into tremendous detail and it's worth learning in Torah Oyer. Knowing that information, we can now explain as the minion is Rashi This is actually alluded to in Rashi's translation explanation, where it says means that the word is similar to the context of absolute care to make sure that everything is taken care of and provided for. And then it brings the other proofs in Tanakh that show something similar. If we had a look at the simplest distinction between the two words that seem so similar, Hanhola and Hanhaga, which both seem to imply leadership. Usually when the word use the word manhig, it means that there's a very clear leading or guiding. Like you could be manhig an animal. It's very clear who the person is who's leading the animal. You can see a very clear relationship between the leader and the led. Whereas the Loshan Anhola vice of a clawless decay from Funonfirn. Anhola, on the other hand, represents a broader, more generic style of guidance and leadership. Where it's not absolutely clear, the link between the director and those being guided and directed. Therefore Rashi explains to us as the gili from the Avam So Hanhola would be a great word to describe the influence of the hidden love that we have for Hashem on our daily behavior because you don't see the direct correlations. Says Rashi, that Avam Esuseris, that Vayinahalem, that kind of abstract and remote influence on our lives which is inside every single Jewish person, is Kemoi Vayanahagem, has a link and a similarity to Vayanahagem, where you can see a direct leader and led relationship. What's the connection? That Yosef is the provider. So you can see there is somebody who's facilitating this particular love. By the appearance, the experience that we have is there's no leader. We don't see the correlation that there's a powerful tzaddik who seeds our love of Hashem. We feel that there's just this inspiration that pops out of us at all the most unusual times. But the truth is, regardless of our experience, the truth is, why am I experiencing love of Hashem right now? Because Yosef, the great tzaddik, stimulated that in me. But because 
that stimulation comes from a level that is so aloof and so powerful and so elevated that it's outside of the entire spiritual system of Ishtalshalas. I don't actually trace it back. I can't detect it. That's where it's coming from. I think it's coming from me. Therefore, Rashi brings a second perspective from the Pasuk where it says that David leads me on the tranquil waters that actually speaks to both sides of the equation. First of all, it speaks to the reality that experiencing this hidden love is not something that's related to what avoid I'm doing right now. But it's like the things that grow on a nice fertile watery area. That's typically where you'll find those things that seem to grow on their own. On the one hand. Yet on the other hand, that fertile area, that lush water, that serene water, which represents in spiritual terms, in spheres, the level of Yosoid. Which in people represents Yosef HaTzadik. And that capacity to infuse us with this awareness, with this love, with this awakening towards Hashem, that Yosef is able to give us, that's because Yosef himself draws on a level that is far higher to him. The level of Bina, Bina is called those calm waters where everything makes sense and everything can be understood and everything fits into, into a, a system. And yet, in spite of all the great, great input of Yosef HaTzadik into the Nisham Yisrael to stimulate us, to give us the opportunity to experience a love for Hashem, that hidden love still needs some work on our part. We still need some kind of focus and meditation. Like the Al-Tareb explains in, in Tereur, when Chazal tell us, that when wine enters, the secrets emerge, the secret we're referring to over here is that secret love of Hashem that we all have. And in order to release that wine out into the public, that secret out into the public, we need to drink the wine of Torah, which is a meaningful understanding and meditation on Torah's greatness. And so there's a practical lesson for us about us learning the wine of Torah, specifically Chesidus. That helps us to reveal that which is normally hidden. First and foremost, our love towards Hashem. And then that which is so hidden that even Yaakov Avinu couldn't reveal it and share it. The time of when Moshiach is coming. As Moshiach promised the Balshemtev, when will Moshiach come? When that Yena Shotera, when those Meimenuchos, those, um, when those springs of Hasidus are spread to the furthest possible places, that brings out that which is hidden within the world, the potential, the capacity to love Hashem, which amidst Hashem we should release, not in the long term, but in the short term, and immediately, and see Moshiach now.